Are you a fan of shoujo anime? Do you wish you could find a podcast that gushed about your favorite shoujo moments in film and manga? Then you need to follow the Shoujo Sunday podcast. Hosted by Magical Girls, Gianna Luna, and Chica Supreme, Shoujo Sunday aims to review and reflect on shoujo properties that deserve more attention than what they currently receive. Listen and laugh as they use ice cream puns to talk about anime like Maidsama, Oran High School Host Club, Fruits Basket, Tokyo Mew Mew, and so much more. Follow Shoujo Sunday on your preferred podcast platform and across social media. Our God is still cold. The Hellraiser is back. John Cena versus the Showstopper. Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring. You will never take my place at the head of the table. Undertaker on the Hellscape submission. Oh my God. What? My God, Michaels. Just kicked Cena's head off. The Monday Night Wars has come to WrestleMania. It will be The Rock. It will be Austin one-on-one. Hey, what's going on, guys, and welcome back to WWE Retro on the WWE Podcast on this Friday, July 22nd, with just one week away from the SummerSlam pay-per-view that really doesn't feel like a SummerSlam pay-per-view. Aside from the last man standing match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, it certainly does not feel like all that special of a pay-per-view that we are barreling towards for the main event of the summer pretty much this is pretty much the halfway point of the wrestling year unofficially of course and i'm sure the math doesn't completely work out especially that it is in july this year which does really seem bizarre but nevertheless uh we'll see what wwe could have up their sleeve but not to waste too much time on that i want to jump right into it today because this is something that i've been looking forward to covering here on the retro show for quite some time i've put it off Um, and I even wanted to do it back when this was Rivalries, but obviously within the context of that show, I couldn't really cover that. But now that it's retro, and this is one of the reasons why I rebranded it as retro, was to be able to give you guys, um, a more broad, let's say, landscape as to what I can cover. And this is why I am going to cover my top five WrestleManias of all time. Now... It's important to remember that in this list, it's not me objectively ranking WrestleManias based on viewership or pay-per-view buys or what the popular belief is. These are my personal rankings for WrestleManias. And, you know, I'm sure some of you will hate me about them, but it is just important to remember that these are my subjective views on the company and my personal WrestleManias ranked one through five, but we will do it going backwards, so we'll go from five to one, and then by the end, I will give some uh, honorable mentions. But there are a few, there are a few important things to remember here before we jump right into it. So number one, like I mentioned, I know a lot of you guys will disagree with that, and that's a good thing, right? It wouldn't be interesting if I just listed the top five WrestleManias that were universally thought of as the best WrestleManias, and I'm sure there are one or two, certainly one in this list that I think everyone will agree with. But the second thing is is that you have to remember, I only really started watching wrestling in late 99-2000. So, the first WrestleMania I watched live was WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 16. So, 
anything from WrestleMania 1 to 15 is kind of disqualified in this. Because, you know, if I go back and I watch, let's say, WrestleMania, for instance, 12 with HBK and Bret Hart, I could objectively write or tell you guys that, yes, this is the third best WrestleMania of all time, in my opinion. But just for to keep the integrity and keep how it honest, I guess I'm being... I'm ranking it as how I kind of felt about these WrestleManias in real time, how I f- and how I've viewed them, watching them back over the last number of years. So let's say if I were to cover WrestleMania 15 or 14 or 12 or 3, what have you, it would just be through the lens of retrospect. And I also have based a lot of these rankings on how I felt about these th- these WrestleManias in the moment and how I look back on them today. So, uh, unfortunately, anything from WrestleMania 1 to 15 for my personal ranking is disqualified, but you at least have 23 options from 16 all the way to WrestleMania 38 this year. And the last thing is, is that I will be kind of um, exposing each ranking with the theme song from that particular WrestleMania. I'll give you guys a moment to guess, and then if if you remember the song relating to that particular WrestleMania, then after a few seconds, I'll reveal it and kind of give you the loadout of the card and my overall, let's say, favorite moment from that particular WrestleMania. It will just add some more, I guess, fun and suspense to this. So without further ado, let's get it started with my number five ranking. <laughs> So if you guys didn't guess, that is WrestleMania 23 at Ford Field in 2007. And to give you a quick rundown of the card, it was a pretty good one. I have to say, in retrospect, on Sunday Night Heat, you had Ric Flair and Carlito defeat Gregory Helms and Chavo Guerrero. You had Mr. Kennedy open the show by winning the Money in the Bank contract, the third ever Money in the Bank contract, against arguably the most star-studded Money in the Bank ladder match in history. And that's saying something with Kennedy defeating CM Punk, Randy Orton, Finley, Matt Hardy, King Booker, Jeff Hardy, and Edge. You could really make the case that that's the most star-studded Money in the Bank ladder match ever. Great Lee defeats Kane in just over five minutes. Very forgettable match. Chris Benoit successfully defends the United States Championship against Montel Vontavious Porter. The Undertaker defeats Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship in just under 16 minutes. A very good match, a match that went on way too early on the card. Batista has talked about that numerous times, that this was a match that should have been on later. I remember watching this in real time, 
and being shocked that the World Heavyweight Championship was being defended at like 8.30. It was crazy. I believe that this is right around the time they started They started pay-per-views around 7. And yeah, it was crazy. Especially the build, Undertaker winning the Royal Rumble. And the other thing is, is that it was the first World Championship that, that the Undertaker had won in five years. So for a significant match and rivalry to go on that earlier in the show, very surprised. But nonetheless, a good match. The ECW Originals and Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and the Sandman defeat The Breed, Elijah Burke, Marcus Corvon, uh, Matt Stryker, and Kevin Thorne. I don't know if you guys remember Kevin Thorne, like a vampire type guy. Bobby Lashley with Donald Trump defeats Umaga with Mr. McMahon with Stone Cold Steve Austin as the special guest referee. You know, whether no matter how you feel about Donald Trump, I don't really have an opinion because I'm a Canadian, so it's really kind of irrelevant in my world. But, you know, it is not every day that you see the president, uh, the eventual president of the United States involved in WrestleMania and physically assault Vince McMahon. And it was a good match. This was a coming out party for Bobby Lashley. Uh, his first singles match out of WrestleMania the year prior, he was involved in the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the first time he had been involved in a WrestleMania match in three years. So a very good, fun match. And I think that it was something that really proved to be significant in the long run. Then you have Molina defeat Ashley in a Lumberjill match for the Women's Championship. Unfortunately, it uh, didn't really matter at this point in time. That's just the way the women's wrestling was back then, unfortunately. And then in the main event, and the reason why this particular WrestleMania beat out the other ones, because this was a close call, the number five, there was about, my number five ranking, it was really between four WrestleManias for me. And it was because of the main event of John Cena successfully defending the WWE Championship against Shawn Michaels. And it was a match that I've talked about a lot. And my favorite moment from this WrestleMania was not even part of the match or a specific match, but rather the build to Cena versus HBK.
big kid when to deliver sweet chin music. I do it when I want, and I do it when you least expect it. To this day, I don't know if there's felt like a bigger match main event in terms of John Cena at a WrestleMania. This isn't a match that's talked about a whole lot when it comes to John Cena. We often hear about his matches with Edge, his match with Randy Orton, obviously his back-to-back with The Rock. But I really do believe that this was the match that cemented John Cena as a legitimate superstar in the industry. And uh, that is why primarily this WrestleMania comes in at number five in my top five ranking. A brilliant main event, brilliant in the ring, a brilliant build, and all in all, just uh, something that really makes this this WrestleMania worthy of cracking my top five. So without further ado, let's get into what comes in at number four. And you guessed it, that is WrestleMania 31 in California in 2015. And uh, one little, I guess, uh, spoiler here is that is the most recent WrestleMania to crack the top five list for me. And to be honest, I just think that this was exactly what you want out of a WrestleMania. And you had the star power, you had some how would you say, some uh, vintage stars, some nostalgic stars. You had a brand new star getting crowned. And, I mean, if you run through the card, obviously you start off with the dart match of Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defeating Los Matadors, The New Day, and The Usos in a fatal four-way tag team match to retain the tag team championships. The Big Show wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Then in the seven-way ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, a match that I really wish they would bring back at a WrestleMania, great success, Daniel Bryan wins the IC Championship against Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, R-Truth, and Stardust, aka Cody Rhodes, a brilliant way to kick off the, the show in just under 14 minutes, Randy Orton defeats Seth Rollins, for the um, no championship, actually. It was just a, a grudge match, a really good grudge match to uh, the second match on the card, a match that was several months in the making. Then, obviously, the big one with the controversial finish of Triple H defeating Sting in a no disqualification match in 18 and a half minutes. This is where you get a lot of the nostalgia. DX comes out, the NWO comes out, you see the Monday Night Wars come to life, as JBL said. And again, not the greatest in-ring match, but it really checked the boxes and scratched the itch in terms of nostalgia. You move on to AJ Lee and Paige defeating the Bella Twins in a tag team match. This was a cool match, honestly. I liked it, and obviously it gave AJ Lee a final um, 
how would you say, stage to showcase herself before leaving the company, I believe, right after this match. John Cena defeats Rusev for the United States Championship, uh, the first loss that Rusev would ever be handed. I know a lot of people didn't like this, you know, John Cena burying people, but I really thought it was cool to see John Cena get back in the U.S. Championship picture and once again start his U.S. Open Challenge, and it really started a really, it kickstarted a really cool run for John Cena in the summer of 2015, and this was right around the time where John Cena would kind of start mailing it in as a full-time competitor, and looking back on it, it is really, um, it's really kind of cool to see that, wow, this was something that we probably should have appreciated more at the time. The Undertaker defeats Bray Wyatt after not being on WWE programming for just about a year after being handed his first loss at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. And then in the main event, you have Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And before giving the result of this match, I might as well just play my favorite moment from the pay-per-view because they kind of go hand in hand. I would venture to guess that a lot of people would agree that this is the best booking decision in the history of WrestleMania because you had a match that nobody was behind. You had people against the baby face. You had Brock Lesnar walking as the heel, a guy who had been an absentee champion for the preceding six months or so. And you have Seth Rollins cash in money in the bank and all in one fell swoop. You create arguably the biggest WrestleMania moment of all time. You crown a star for the for the um, for the coming generation, and you send everyone home happy. And watching it in the moment was great, amazing swerve. I thought it was maybe coming, but when the music hit, I got it shocked me just as much as if I had no idea. 
and just all in all just made it a incredible pay-per-view and it has stood the test of time and that is why it comes in number four for me wrestlemania 31 just a great mix of big time moments crowning new stars nostalgic wrestlers it was just a very very great moment all around and a great pay-per-view all around so now to get to what comes in at number three So, if you guys haven't guessed it by now, give you a few more seconds. WrestleMania 19 from Safeco Field in 2003. Uh, a match, or a pay-per-view rather, that really ushered in the ruthless aggression era. With a hint of the attitude era. And that was something about this pay-per-view I found so damn cool. So, you start off Sunday Night Heat with Chief Morley and, and Lance Storm successfully defeating... Uh, Kane and Rob Van Dam to retain the World Tag Team Championships. You have Matt Hardy open the show against Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's first ever WrestleMania, as he successfully defends the Cruiserweight Championship. The Undertaker defeats Big Show and the A-Train in a handicap match. Uh, supposed to be a tag team match, but Nathan Jones brutalized before the match even got underway. Trish Stratus defeats Victoria and Jazz in a triple threat match to win the Women's Championship in just over seven minutes. Team Angle, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin successfully retained the WWE Tag Team Championships, aka the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, against Chris Benoit and Rhino and Los Guerreros and Chavo and Eddie in just under nine minutes. Shawn Michaels defeats Chris Jericho in, in 22 and a half minutes. Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania match since 1998. So a five-year hiatus comes uh, culminates with Shawn Michaels defeating Chris Jericho on the grandest stage in the hall and the infamous image of Chris Jericho kicking Shawn Michaels between the legs after embracing each other. In a controversial booking decision, Triple H defeats Booker T to successfully retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, in just under 19 minutes, Hulk Hogan defeats Mr. McMahon in a street fight with Hulk Hogan's career on the line. The Rock defeats Stone Cold Steve Austin in just under 18 minutes, what would ultimately become Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. And Brock Lesnar, after winning the Royal Rumble, defeats Kurt Angle to win the WWE Championship, his second ever WWE victory. And this is just a pay-per-view, in my opinion, that I remember watching it in real time. It was like two generations coming together, where you still had The Rock, you still had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had Vince McMahon, you had Hulk Hogan, all in prominent p positions on the card. 
But at the same time, you had Brock Lesnar main event the show against Kurt Angle winning the championship. You had uh, the reinvigorated Shawn Michaels coming back and going up against Chris Jericho. You had The Undertaker up against uh, Big Show and A-Train. And that kind of gave you a bit of nostalgia, but The Undertaker was still part of the here and now. And I just think that this particular WrestleMania checked a lot of boxes, much like WrestleMania 31, where you had pushing new stars in terms of Brock Lesnar, although he would only be in the company for just about a year before leaving uh, after his first run. But you also had the leftovers from the prior generation. And this isn't a really another original uh, favorite moment from this WrestleMania but it is one that will forever live on because of the significance it would have in the time it went down. Austin trying to pull himself up with every fiber in his being, with his heart racing, with his guts and knobs. You better stay Austin down. trying to get up. Stay down on the mat, Austin. You'll have a shorter distance to fall if you get this rock bottom. Austin's up somehow, some way. And the rock, is he going to do it? Not the third time. The third time to charge. And this would be Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match for 19 years. Obviously, that would change this year at WrestleMania when he returned to face off against Kevin Owens. But in the moment, what a big event where we didn't know it at the time. But this would ultimately become Stone Cold Steve Austin's final swan song and or swan song. I'm, I'm sure I messed that up. But, you know, to have him go out on his back against The Rock in their to complete their trilogy of matches at WrestleMania and losing for the first time against the rock at WrestleMania was a very big deal. And it kind of signified much more than just the end of stone cold, Steve Austin, but the end of that era, you know, the rock would stick around as a full-time competitor right up until backlash, which came a month later after this pay-per-view and then he would walk away. So in a lot of ways, this wasn't just closing the book on Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was closing the book on the two megastars of the Attitude Era and really putting a bow on the Attitude Era. I really think that this was a match or a pay-per-view and a match. The match was a microcosm of the pay-per-view of you're putting a final bow on the Attitude Era and you're officially entering the Ruthless Aggression Era. And look, we had already been in Ruthless Aggression for about eight months or so. No doubt about that, but I just felt that WrestleMania 19 was our final taste of the Attitude Era, and this match was a big microcosm of it. And just to go back on WrestleMania 23 quickly, much like this uh, WrestleMania 19 put a bow on the Attitude Era, WrestleMania 23 with John Cena and HBK kind of put a bow on the Ruthless Aggression Era. I know maybe it technically lingered for a few more months, but Ruthless Aggression Era was kind of wrapped up at WrestleMania 23 as John Cena was cemented as the guy to bring them into the PG. So much like 23, WrestleMania 19 was a big, big transition year. So as we get down to the final two, let's see what comes in second on this list. 
So did you guys get it? One, two, three. Okay, WrestleMania 20 from Madison Square Garden in 2004. And look, this was one that could have easily landed number tw- uh, number one for me, to be perfectly honest with you. Because much like WrestleMania 19 kind of ushered in the Ruthless Aggression era, WrestleMania 20 was the height of the, of the Ruthless Aggression era. WrestleMania 20 was in a vacuum all about what ruthless aggression was about and it was just something that you had all the new stars all the ruthless aggression storylines were in full force but you still had some nostalgic feels from the attitude era not to say that they played prominent roles like wrestlemania 19 one year before but wrestlemania 20 you still had some leftover stars making appearances and that's what made it feel so cool so the pay-per-view opens up with john cena defeating the big show for the united states championship in just over nine in just over nine minutes john cena's first wrestlemania match and his first ever championship victory and he walks away with the u.s title to open the show Then you have a fatal four-way tag team match for the World Tag Team Championships, aka the Raw Tag Team titles, with Rob Van Dam and Booker T successfully defending their championships against Cade and Jindrak, the Dudley Boys and La Resistance, Rene Dupree and Rob Conway. In just under eight minutes, a really cool match, a really cool concept, I wish they'd bring that back, Christian defeats Chris Jericho in 15 minutes in a singles grudge match with Trish Stratus turning heel and aligning herself with Christian. Evolution, Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair defeat The Rock and Sock Connection in a handicap match in just over 17 minutes. And this is one of the coolest matches because you have both generations on a, in a head-on collision with Randy Orton and Batista, the future of the company. A year later, both of these guys would be on top of the wrestling world, going to head-to-head with two megastars of the of the Attitude Era in The Rock and Mick Foley. This was The Rock's first match in just about a year's time, so it felt like a big deal. He was full-scale Hollywood by this point, and for him to come back just to build to this match at WrestleMania was really cool. And for The Rock to come back for a tag team match, it was a really cool concept, and one of those things I was talking about where although this was full-blown ruthless aggression, you still had some leftovers and some nostalgic moments of the Attitude Era. Then Tori Wilson and Sable defeat Miss Jackie and Stacey Keebler in a Playboy evening gown match. Well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Chavo Guerrero successfully retains his Cruiserweight Championship in a Cruiserweight Open match against Akio, Billy Kidman, Funaki, Jamie Noble, Nunzio, Rey Mysterio, Shannon Moore, Tigerian, Ultimo Dragon. 
Goldberg defeats Brock Lesnar with Stone Cold Steve Austin as the guest referee and probably the most infamous match in the history of WrestleMania with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar being booed out of the building as it was well documented that both were walking away from the company following this pay-per-view. But at least Stone Cold Steve Austin as the special guest referee was uh, something to add some Attitude Era vibes to it and everyone's always okay with Stone Cold being involved in a match at WrestleMania specifically, but not even Stone Cold could save this entirely, and Goldberg and Brock would have to make up for it uh, 12, 13 years later at WrestleMania 33. Too Cool, Rikishi and Sky Tuhati successfully defend their WWE Tag Team titles, aka the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, against the world's greatest tag team of Benjamin and Haas, the Basham Brothers, and the APA in just over six minutes. Victoria defeats Molly Holly in a hair versus title match for Victoria to def- successfully retain her women's championship and def- and shave Molly Holly's head. Eddie Guerrero defeats Kurt Angle to successfully retain his WWE championship in 21 and a half minutes. Very good match, arguably the best match on the card. Personally, not my favorite match on the card. And then you have The Undertaker, returning Undertaker, defeat Kane in just under seven minutes as The Undertaker returns as the dead man. And then in the main event, Chris Benoit defeats Triple H and Shawn Michaels to win the World Heavyweight Championship after punching his ticket to the main event of winning the Royal Rumble in 04. And this is a match that just great wrestling up and down. You had almost every title defended, which is a big, big thing for me personally. Uh, The only championship that was not defended on this card was the IC championship. And that was held by Orton at the time. And he was featured on the card in the tag team match. So that obviously gets a pass for obvious reasons. And I mean, I think that when you hold that many championship matches, it counts for a lot, specifically at WrestleMania. And like I said, you it was the peak of Ruthless Aggression. It embodied everything that Ruthless Aggression was about. And personally, it had my favorite match, I think, of all time. And that's saying something, like I said, it's a subjective list. But the fact that my favorite match in the history of wrestling was featured on this card plays a big role. And my favorite moment of this pay-per-view comes at the culmination of that match.
And obviously, because of what happened in real life with Chris Benoit, it kind of casts a dark shadow over this WrestleMania. But in the moment, the ending to that match, that match in general, Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, just an incredible five-star classic across the board for me. And if even if you want to say it's not the best match of all time, I would be hard-pressed to find a better triple threat match in the history of wrestling. And, you know, Guerrero and Benoit embracing at the end of the pay-per-view, just something that obviously looking back on, it's hard to look at it through 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 strictly a wrestling lens because of what happened outside the ring and in real life with the, the Benoit tragedy. But, I mean, it was just something to behold. And, you know, all in all, WrestleMania 20, just an absolute banger of a WrestleMania and something that completely embodied the ruthless aggression era and for someone like me who's a ruthless aggression guy it really meant a lot to see and even looking back on it now it's probably one of my favorite wrestlemanias to uh watch back so now we get to number one and i'm sure a lot of you guys know where i'm going with this as it's not all too original but i'll keep the suspense for a bit longer So yeah, very unoriginal number one pick for the best WrestleMania of all time, but it is in fact WrestleMania 17 from the Houston Astrodome in 2001. And look, it's not original, but look, it is the best WrestleMania of all time, and it's very hard to debate otherwise. You look at the card, you know, on Sunday Night Heat, they open with the X-Factor of Justin Credible and X-Pac defeating Grandmaster Sexay and Steve Blackman. Jericho opens the show against William Regal, successfully defending his Intercontinental Championship. Taz and the APA defeat the right to censor in Bull Buchanan, the Godfather and Val Venus. Kane defeats Raven and Big Show in a triple threat hardcore match for the Hardcore Championship. Side note, the funniest match I've ever seen. I remember watching it live with my dad and just laughing hysterically together. The funniest match you'll ever watch in your life. Go ahead. And all I'll say is that a golf cart enters the mix somehow. But do yourself a favor. Go watch Kane vs. Raven vs. Big Show at WrestleMania 17. Eddie Guerrero defeats Tess to win the European Championship. Kurt Angle defeats Chris Benoit in a singles match in just over 14 minutes. China defeats R Ivory in two and a half minutes to win the Women's Championship. Shane McMahon defeats Mr. McMahon with Mick Foley as the ref the special guest referee in just over 14 minutes. Edge and Christian defeat the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys in a TLC match for the World Tag Team titles in just under 16 minutes. The Iron Sheik wins a gimmick battle royal uh, in 3 minutes and 50 seconds. The Undertaker defeats Triple H in 18 and a half minutes. And Stone Cold Steve Austin with the help of Vince McMahon, defeats The Rock in a no-DQ match in just a...
over, pardon me, 28 minutes with the infamous heel turn of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And look, there's not much to say about this pay-per-view. Star-studded, top-to-bottom, the peak of the, or maybe not the peak, but really like the culmination of what the greatest moments were of the Attitude Era. The biggest main event in the history of wrestling, forget WrestleMania, forget WWF, in the history of professional wrestling, that is the biggest main event WWE or any wrestling promotion has ever put together. Together, There were no two bigger, hotter, uh, popular stars than The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin at this time. And it never felt like a bigger time match than The Rock versus Austin in 2001 at the Houston Astrodome. But my favorite moment of this pay-per-view didn't even come from that. It came from one of the hardcore matches. And you guys might find that weird that that's my favorite moment from WrestleMania 17. But look, that was the debut of Shane's coast to coast as he goes from flying from one end of the ring to the other, crushes Vince with the steel um, with the steel trash can and really started something that became synonymous with him as an in-ring performer. And look, you know, there were some hell of a good moments from this uh, pay-per-view. The next one in line is probably the Spear of Edge on Jeff Hardy from um, 20 feet in the air. But all in all, I think that is my favorite moment from WrestleMania 17 and what ultimately lands it at number one on my list. And look, to go over, it's WrestleMania 17 1, 20 number 2, 19 3, 31 4, and 23 5 that round out my top five WrestleMania's of all time. There were some that were close, you know, WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania 18 really jockeyed for position to beat out WrestleMania 23, uh, WrestleMania 16 as well, but 16 really lacked the star power beyond the main event of Mick Foley, Triple H, The Rock, and The Big Show, and WrestleMania 21, I just think there weren't enough titles involved, and I wasn't a huge fan of the main event matches from an in-ring perspective with Cena and JBL and Batista and Triple H, Obviously, you had some really good mid-card matches in Orton versus Taker and Angle versus HBK, but I just felt that the main matches did not deliver, and that's what gave WrestleMania 23 the edge. Well, anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed my top five WrestleManias of all time. As always, you can get me on Twitter at adamarco 25 You can get Matt on Twitter at wrestling underscore audio, or you can email him each and every week for the WWE mailbag. Anyway, guys, I hope you didn't disagree with my list too much. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. 